Sherelle here with Trauma Talk and Techniques. Today we're going to be talking about shared stories by Sherelle. And the first trauma topic that I'd like to discuss is child abuse. Sit back and listen to a story or many stories about my life concerning this topic. I was abused when I was four years old by someone very, very close to me. And because the people in your life that are very close to you at the age of four are supposed to love you and take care of you and um, be there for you and show the examples of what trust and care and all of the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit, what they all mean to a person, that person should be giving you. Um, at the, especially at the age of four years old where your mind is developing and um, continuing to develop over the next, I don't know how many years, but continues to develop after that. And you go through something like sexual abuse at four and a part of you stays there in that space. A part of you stays in that time. I learned at 33 that I have been dragging my four-year-old self around and I didn't even know it. And I say 33, but I'm 32 and I'm so excited to be 33 this year. (laughs) But um, I'm 32 and I learned in my 32-year-old self that I have been dragging my four-year-old self around and you hear me cracking jokes and having fun with this because sometimes you got to laugh to keep from crying. And let me tell you when it hit me. Yeah, I'm about to get the raw and uncut now. It hit me that my trauma had really taken over my ego and I've been separated now for over a year I've done a lot of self work in that year I've been in court multiple times over the last year in reference to my divorce in reference to my separation. And one of the last times I was in court, it was a closed room and my ex-significant other was in the room. And we were talking about the different terms of how we were going to move forward. And I remember the word, she needs to take responsibility coming from that person's mouth. And I remember something inside of me just boiled up. And I think a lot of times we don't know what the triggers are 
we just boil up sometimes and we don't know where it's really coming from. And, you know, I start telling him about all the things that I've done for him and his child and da 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 What kind of responsibility could you possibly think that I need to take is what my, you know, my ego told me. And then I went home and I said to myself, I said, D, why the heck did you blow up like that? And it wasn't even like I was screaming, but a switch turned on that said, oh, no, you need to remember the things that I've taken responsibility for. And I felt like it needed to be said and heard and delivered with, I guess, passive aggression. But I went home and I said to myself, I said, why did you need to do that? For what? And I said back to myself, what was it that made you feel how you felt? What made you go where you went? And I said, well, why does he think that I need to take responsibility? And it was a, it was at that point that I realized that I had went into a victimization space. Maybe I could call it a valid victimization space, but maybe I shouldn't because I'm becoming more aware. And I think the things you become aware of, like... You can't really call them like mistakes um, and they become a little more valid. Um, I realized that the person that abused me had been validating me all my life. And when I don't feel validated, I feel lost. I feel hurt. And I had to learn that they were only validating me because of the guilt that they had for what they had done. And I had to learn that thinking that validation was necessary to be in a healthy relationship with somebody was wrong being in a healthy relationship is natural love kindness gentleness it's not looking to be validated by someone it's looking to be respected and valued by someone i had to unlearn that thinking And it took me a lot of self-work. It took me a lot of stepping outside of myself and stepping outside of my ego. The trauma of being abused as a child for me was very different, I think, for a lot of people. Because as a result, I was pushed to be normal. I was pushed to be better. I was pushed to be a cheerleader, to be a chess player, to be a runner, to be... Um, the, the biggest, best book reader, um, 
to never miss a day of school, to get perfect attendance, to get on the honor roll, um, to have the best science project, to be the step squad um, leader, to do so many different things at a young age. I was in swim. I was in gymnastics. Um, I was always striving, always. Um, I graduated from high school um, in three years. I started Morgan when I was 16 years old. Um, I have always been striving and pushing, and that was a part of um, the guilt of what had happened to me. And the people around me wanted to promote um, a healthy D. And by healthy, being active and able and willing to win. And um, that's how I felt like my life needed to be. Um, that's how I felt like all the decisions in my life needed to be. And then I started having a lot of people in my life that was like, girl, do you live? Do you take all time for you? Like, hello? So um, I struggled with friendships. I struggled with relationships with men. Um, I struggled a lot being caught up in a mindset of my trauma that paused me um, as my four-year-old self to wait. I need to be validated. I need to be told this. I need to be, you know, understood right here, right now. And I had to learn how to, um, I had to learn how to channel the things that I was oversaturated in into things that actually worked for me rather than being frustrated that I was just oversaturated in the thought of something that did nothing for me. And so one of the ways that I cope is by channeling my thinking when things look dark. So like when things begin to look dark, I just begin to like restructure how I'm thinking. I'm like, uh, no, I don't want to, I don't think that's a good space for me. Let me, let me look at the upside of this. What, let's reevaluate the perspective. And so one of the ways that helped me cope with thinking, thinking is reevaluating the perspective in terms of how I look at something and looking at it in the light that it needs to shed and being more of an optimist, um, seeing the brighter side of things, you know, um, looking at the blessing because there's blessings and small things. We're always looking for the big dream, the lottery ticket, the, you know, um, that wash your hands, it's done, you never have to work again type dream. But what about all the small dreams that unfold in real life 
that we don't even acknowledge. And I, I believe, and in a good way that I cope, is through gratitude. Being grateful that every day that I wake up, I can breathe, I can live, I can see. I can look up right now to my office window and see how green the trees are in the month of June and embrace the oxygen and the air that it provides and gives for me to be better. And it's those type of things that we don't pay homage to. Um, We don't pay homage to our moment. And so another good way that I um, cope with um, sometimes anxiety, um, sometimes maybe recollecting a little too long, is center myself and meditate. Um, That helps me a lot. Um, I think that through... Trauma through healing. I think that we all um, find some wave of success from um, going through ebbs and flows of our lives. And for me, I think that Being able to understand that even when you become a victim to someone else's deceit or abuse, no matter how you live your life, you're responsible for how you live your life and how you deal with the role of being a victim. And we have to be willing to grow. We have to be willing to stretch. And we have to be able to know who we belong to. I know who I belong to. And for me, the blessing that I've arrived to in my life as it relates to going through sexual abuse, um, going through the trauma of having to be better, having to be good, having to be the best because of what I went through and not being um, looked, not having the look of a child that was abused, that was sexually molested, not having that look. And Carrying that stigma and that energy and that ambition with me all my life, I realized that it helped me in so many types of ways. But at the same token, it hurt me because there were some people who just wanted D. They didn't want D that was, you know, um, so ambitious that she didn't want to recognize and recollect and really look at what she had been through. They just wanted like the real D. And so, you know, I had to find balance in that. I had to find balance in knowing that, yeah, this is acquired behavior. And it actually works in a lot of great ways. But in some ways, people want the balanced you. And so I realized I had to accept. Well, I realized I had to become aware. 
of the trauma, the root of it, the root cause of it, where this trauma was coming from, these unhealthy relationships, it was coming from me being a child all throughout my life in many different ways and not understanding how to deal with it, how to channel that energy and the association of many behaviors that um, mentally I stopped developing or began developing a lot differently after that situation had happened. That made me build up a wall. And it also helped me to stay the child that I was in the moments that I was that child, I was that victim. That doesn't mean that I get to play victim in every situation in my life. And it doesn't mean that because I feel the energy of a victim that I really am a victim and I have to act that way either. So, you know, success for me in this trauma has been the self-work and the self-development in myself and understanding both my ego and me as it relates to the things that I've been through. And, you know, I think that a lot of times um, when we are in our business, we are stuck in traumatic moments in our lives that we have to emotionally deal with and we don't emotionally emotionally deal with them. So then we begin to emotionally deal with things in our life that we really don't have to emotionally deal with. We do need to emotionally deal with something, but it doesn't need to be someone else all the time. Sometimes it's okay to take out that self-time and say, listen, let me write some thoughts out. Let me go out and sit down and just relax and just think it all the way through. Let me recharge, right? So when we don't do these things, when we are um, trauma-affected entrepreneurs and we don't take the time out to recharge, then we can't be productive in our businesses, then we go into a different type of trauma, a business trauma where now my business wasn't successful or I didn't follow through on that event or, oh my gosh, I didn't do this and that and I should have connected with so-and-so. But I, now we got a whole set of parallel issues running in our business life and in our personal life. I think I finally started becoming more successful with differentiating the two when I learned that write it out. What do you got to do? Write it out. Period. It's nothing. Let me tell you. This path to consciousness, to self-work, to um, success in helping our community any way that we can. And yes, make it lucrative because why? We are uh, minorities, we are supporting minority businesses and we want minority businesses to be lucrative. We don't want minority businesses to have 
for example, 2 million black businesses in the United States and only 1.9 of them Well, not only, but 1.9 of them. Well, I guess technically that would be 0.1. Only 0.1 of them. Only 0.1 have employees. It's really something to think about. What is it that's stopping us from being able to hire and employ Provide ways for people in our community to feed their families. Internship opportunities. Opportunities to earn and grow. Why are we not providing that at a rate of at least 70% or better? It only takes 70% to pass the test. So... I think this has been a really good um, talk so far. I thought that I would have gone a little bit deeper about um, some of the real um, emotional things that have come along with um, my trauma because there's been a lot more um, ties to that in terms of this particular trauma of of child abuse. But um, I didn't really even get a chance to get into my physical abuse as well. But um, we're going to do this segment once a month and um you're gonna learn more and more we're gonna talk about um some of the things that i missed today we're gonna talk about generational trauma we're gonna talk about physical abuse um another trauma that i've gone through um we're gonna talk about abandonment and the different times in my life where um people abandoned me and left me and um, we'll talk about that and we'll talk about domestic violence and my experiences with that and divorce so um, I'm excited like I'm really excited um, probably like I'm thinking with generational curse and physical abuse like the first three um, you'll get a lot of history about me and like my life and my parents and um, you know my brothers and um, you know just my life and you know where um i come from and just like more about my childhood trauma um to give y'all as much as i can you know make myself as relatable as i can as somebody that needs to hear this and um i hope that you know um we can you know embark upon more discussion and maybe y'all can share your questions or your thoughts um i'd be really interested to know what y'all think I love y'all and thank you for listening to Trauma Talk and Techniques. This is D. Sherelle. You can follow me um, on Instagram at um, D-C-H-E-R-E-L-L-E underscore underscore. You can also visit my website at D. Sherelle, D-C-H-E-R-E-L-L-E dot com. Um any businesses out there need to connect with entrepreneurial community that um, heal, heal together and build together. Um, we are on Facebook and the name of our Facebook group is um, The Coping Corner. Healapreneur, The Coping Corner. So check us out. 
we are on Facebook. We'd love to have you guys in there um, connecting and communicating with other entrepreneurs who are healing and coping as well. Um, great um, space that we started when we started our summit um, a few weeks back and it's growing. So we'd love to have you all there. Um, and until next time, check us out on Trauma Talking Techniques next episode look forward to a special guest um with our testimonies by champions episode series so looking forward to it and i thank you all for listening